welcome to the Crystal Guardian Podcast. My name is Caressa, and this is a show on which I share about my life as a healer and crystal artist. Here, we meet at the crossroads of creativity and consciousness, art and spirituality, giving a voice to the visionaries of today. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome, welcome to another episode today. With me, I have my intern, Maya. We will be discussing a book that we have been working with over the past few months, which is The Artist's Way, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity from Julia Cameron. This is not so much a book that you read, but it's really kind of a journey that you go through. It's a 12-week program. There are uh, certain elements to the program, which covers uh, morning pages. These are pages that you write every morning, you journal, and you write three full pages of just anything that comes to mind. And you go on an artist date every week. And plus with that, you read one chapter every week. You have a few tasks that you can do every week. And it is really a very special kind of setup. And if you have heard about it before and you are curious to know if it will be something for you, then I think this episode will be really, really good to listen to. And mainly it is a book that helps you unblocking your creativity. So if you feel that you're super comfortable in your creativity, then this is probably not the book for you, but it is a really beautiful way of finding some sense of deeper meaning in your creative endeavors. One other thing that I want to say about the book is that it mainly talks a lot about your inner artist, which is basically your inner child. So she really sees the artist as a little kid that we need to keep entertained. We need to keep curious, in awe, inspired, and everything that you kind of do during these 12 weeks that uh, the book entails are to feed that inner child and to get more creative and more expansive in that way. And another thing is that she writes a lot about the great creator, meaning God, source, love, the universe, whatever you want to call it, Um, but she mainly refers to it as God. And what I really like about her way of seeing uh, the great creator is that he is the great creator. He is a creator. He is a creative. One little thing that I want to read because it really entails kind of the way that she thinks about the great creator is, this is one of the very last chapters, page 182. She writes... The creator made us creative. Our creativity is our gift from God and our use of it is our gift to God. Accepting this bargain is the beginning of true self-acceptance. The way that she writes is just super, super beautiful. And yeah, me and Maya went through the whole program for 12 weeks and we thought we would turn on the mic, chat about what it was like for us, our findings and everything So without further ado, Maya, do you want to quickly introduce yourself to anyone listening? Hi, I'm Maya and thank you for having me on the podcast. And I'm really excited to uh, to talk about the Artist Way, the program that we did. And I will tell a little bit about myself. I am 
Maar ja, en at the moment I am doing my internship uh, with Caressa, which has been a big uh, learning journey and has been really excited, uh, exciting. Next to that, I'm mainly focusing on illustrating photography. And at the moment, I'm writing my first book, a poetry book. So that's a little bit about me. Super exciting. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, if you want to look up everything that Maya does and writes, she is Maya Elders, Maya underscore Elders on Instagram as well. So can you kind of tell what it was like for you Just a very quick overview of how you look back at these past 12 weeks, what the journey was like for you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was a pretty uh, intense journey for me because I had a lot of projects going on. But when I look back on it, I did learn quite a few uh, yeah, beautiful lessons out of the program. And I'm really happy that I did the program with you as well and that we did it together because I think it's it would have been harder to finish it myself. So We completed the full 12 weeks, so that was really, uh, yeah, really awesome that we did that. And yeah, for me as well, like the the doing it together part, I think is what made it possible for me. Because if I would have embarked on this by myself, I don't think I would have had the perseverance to really do it every single week. And probably I would have, it would have kind of bled out during the sixth week and never to be looked at again. But to have that person. That's, you know, you kind of ask each other every week. So, oh, did you do this task? Or yeah. what was your artist date like? Or, you know, kind of exchanging ideas as well. Really made it, for me, so much better to do and so much easier to to kind of keep keep going. Yeah, same. It really helped me to send my artist dates as well. Because I knew you would expect a picture every week from my artist <laughs> uh, artist date. So. That's actually really why I did it because I'm really easy in like shoving it forward and then I end up not doing it. So mm. I was really happy that I needed to send you a picture or needed, we wanted to send each other a picture. Yeah. So that that definitely helped in finishing the program to do it together. And yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. How were the artist dates for you? Oh man, it started out pretty difficult, you know, mm. <laughs> because I don't know why, but When I am traveling, I don't really have any anxiety and I'm really easy like going and doing things by myself. But when I was here, it was pretty hard for me to go out by myself. And like indoor, I would find it really easy to take on creative projects and do things by myself. But then going to a cafe and working in a cafe was a really big step. And I don't really know why, but I was ready to challenge myself in it. So I did most of my artist dates outside as well because I didn't really crave like to sit inside. So I, when it was still possible, I went to nature a lot and that was really great. And the first time it really felt as an, yeah, as a big achievement that I faced my fear and I went out by myself and every day it was a tiny step towards more freedom for myself. So mm. yeah, that was kind of the journey for me. How was it for you? I think in the very beginning, I took it a bit too, like I, I got myself, I think a bit too much slack because I was like, okay, you know, kind of doing things that I would normally also do and counting them as artist dates. I think I did that the first two weeks and then I kind of reflected and I was like, okay, no, but it didn't really feel like I did an artist date because to, to kind of paint a picture, an artist date is supposed to be, you have to do it by yourself. 
And it is something to do once a week and really kind of take out time for yourself, carve out time in your daily life to do something that just brings you wonder and that makes your inner kid happy and inspired and really kind of getting out of your own comfort zone as well. And I think one of the examples Julia names is going into a pet store and petting the bunnies. So it doesn't have to be something creative that you do, but it can be also just doing like really carving out that time for yourself to find more wonder and happiness in your life. So it's a really, I think a really nice concept. And I think after the first two, I can't even remember what I did, but I think it was like one of them was doing some kind of ritual or some kind of like new moon thing. I think um, you took a bath, didn't you? With a ritual or something like right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did remember. a bath with a whole ritual and I did like card pulling and it was quite elaborate. Like it was really a moment for myself. But then at the same time, I thought like I would have done this normally as well. Maybe a tiny bit less elaborate, but I like I would have done it as well. So then I started challenging myself a bit more and I was like, okay, okay, like I can do better than this. And then one of the most memorable artist dates for me was making the macrame no. hats, uh, wall hangers, which I loved. I went, I, so my first artist date is kind of like they kind of went into each other. So one of my artist dates was going into an art shop and just getting anything that brings me kind of curiosity and that I think will be nice. So I got a few things that date. And then the next week, my artist date was making art with the supplies that I got. So I got a very big ball of macrame yarn and I found some YouTube videos online and I was like, okay, I'm going to make this wall hanger to hang my hats in which I made and I was really happy with it. I um, like in the beginning, you can see it's still a bit wonky, but then then you could see like I got the hang of it. And I was super happy with this. And after doing it, I really kind of yeah, pushed you. Um, no, actually you inspired me because okay, I thought okay. it looked so cool. And I was like, oh, I'm going to move and it will be really cool to have a head hanger in my new house. So I, yeah. I th thought, okay, my next artist date will be the same. So I'm going to make the macrame hanger and I could uh, borrow your yarn. So I thought, okay, it's really, I have everything that I need, I'm gonna do it. And then I started with making it and I actually only did it for the end result. And I think that's where it went wrong. Mm. Um, so I started making it and then I was almost done and I didn't have enough yarn. So I needed to restart the whole thing. And I, it took like two hours. So I was like, oh man, okay, I'm gonna restart because I need, I need the head hanger. So I, I restarted and it was really dramatic. So there, yeah, there were like knots everywhere and it didn't work out at all. And it was not like a really nice artist date in the end. And I think it's really important to, to listen to your own heart. Like, what am I craving at this moment? And what does my inner child want? And not what end result do you want? Because that's yeah. where I went wrong with that artist date. And it didn't leave me satisfied or yeah, inspired at all. Exactly. And I think looking back, because we already had a little talk about it before you started, because in your study at Artemis, you also had to do some kind mm -hmm. of, was it macrame as well? Or it was some yeah, it was everything, knitting, macrame, like all the things. And I, eventually my mom did it because I just couldn't <laughs> do it. It was it was not my type of yeah creative um, outlets. Yeah, or, yeah not it was not my, medium. no, not my medium. So that's the thing I learned out of it, that I'm not going to 
take on any that kind of projects um, anymore. No, not yeah. my thing. Mm-hmm. But that's really nice and valuable because now you know, okay, even though it looks nice, because I think both of us are manifesting generators. Mm-hmm. So we can be really kind of like, okay, we see something, we like it, let's make it, you know, let's do it, let's dive into it. So I think it's also nice to sometimes kind of exclude things. So it's more Definitely calm in your because, mind. It's yeah. like, okay, so that's something I want to do. Definitely, because... Like as manifesting generator, you already have like a hundred things that you like. So I'm really happy that I can exclude that yeah. part. So <laughs> that makes it a bit easier to focus on other things. Definitely. Yeah. 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 It's also something that I found a bit challenging uh, with the artist dates because after doing something and it kind of works out and you really like it, it's really hard for me to then let it go. You know, I know. Because it's kind of like, <laughs> I also started doing um, sculpting classes for fun. And now I have like my own tools and I've already bought 12 rocks that I want to sculpt. And, you know, like it's really, you kind of, you dive into it because you really love it. But at a certain point, it's also, life is also, I think, sometimes nicer if there's not too much going on and if you keep it simple. Definitely. Um, and I think that's kind of the, or the, the pitfall of being a manifesting generator as well. Yeah, I definitely recognize it. I have like a hundred projects in my uh, drawers that I want to do, but you, you can't focus on everything. So I think you need to learn to say no to things that you really want to do as manifesting generator because you can't do all the creative projects at once. You really need to find your focus and then after that you can go on to the next project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then, I mean, the artist dates are a nice tool to kind of give yourself space to dive into those Mm -hmm. unresolved puzzles or these little things that keep popping up in your mind to kind of like, it doesn't make sense to spend two hours right now to try and make, you know, something out of macrame or whatever else you want to do. Or it doesn't make sense for me to go and ride a horse right now, you know, but it's like, it's nice because when you do have those artist dates it's easy because it makes you it's kind of like a reason that you you shouldn't need but it's nice to have Mm -hmm. like you can just be when something random pops up you can just be well oh okay then that's just my artist date for this week and then you do it instead of being oh no but maybe it doesn't make sense or I don't have the time or whatever yeah I think you you really allow yourself to to find back the play in creating again because I noticed that I always want like some kind of end result and that that it needs to be um, valuable. Yeah, that it needs to be valuable. Uh, And with the artist dates, I could actually make things that weren't unnecessarily valuable at this moment, but still you can like discover and play and it doesn't have to be an end result or something. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think this is what Julia also says is one of the most important things of keeping your creativity alive. Because if you only do things out of you know, like you have to create something. This is something I talked about on the podcast with Jen as well. You know, like if you, remember, only, yeah. if you only create things because you have to create it or for the person who is going to buy it, then your creativity kind of dies out. And, and this really is a beautiful way of keeping that fire ignited. Yeah, definitely. Do we want to talk morning pages? <laughs> My favorite part. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, um. So just very quickly, the morning pages, pages, Julia doesn't specify in her book 
how big the pages are, but you have to write three pages. I feel a bit upset with her about this specific fact because I bought the 25th anniversary edition of her book, which came with a notebook where you could write the morning pages in. And this notebook, it's it's A4 sized. So three pages means writing three A4 pages of thoughts in the morning, which is a lot. Like this takes 30 to 45 minutes every morning. In the whole book, nowhere does she specify how big the pages should be. So you, like I gave you in the beginning, I gave you a notebook as well, because I knew that we were going to do this. And when you started out your internship, I gave you like a little notebook to write the morning pages in. And that's, it was a... Yeah, it was A5. And I think I only took like 20 minutes, maybe 25 to write the morning pages. So I didn't, yeah, it was still quite long in the morning, but it's doable. I think like 45 minutes, that's a lot, but 20 minutes, that's that's (laughs) okay. So I have to say that the morning pages didn't really work for me that well, because every single morning I was like, holy shit, like this is so much. Like, what do you want me to write about? And kind of getting upset about it, you know? I was really agitated about the fact that I had to write so much. And I also felt that I started doing it instead of doing my morning yoga or instead of doing my dancing in the morning because it took up so much time. And if I had to choose between those two practices of writing, which kind of gets me in my head, versus yoga or dancing, which gets me in my body, I would rather want to be in my body in the morning. So I had a bit of a hate-love relationship with the morning pages. I'm not going to say it was all bad because I did definitely get things out of it, which were really good. But I'm, yeah, I'm curious to hear about you, like how, what kind of things that you... Yeah, for me, it was actually really good to write in the morning. I noticed I got a lot of subconscious thoughts and realizations from it but I had the same that I skipped my meditation and yoga in the morning and I and then I wrote instead like the first weeks were okay but then after a while I noticed that I really missed the yoga and that I got a little bit disconnected from my body because you're in your mind all the time so I experienced the same thing but next to that I, I got a lot of inspiration for future goals a lot of poetry a lot of frustration that I could write down out of the morning pages so I was actually really happy with it, but sometimes I just felt that I didn't need to do it that day. And right now I also still write in the morning, but I don't do it every day. I just do it when it feels good. And I kind of miss that in the program that if you really wanted to do yoga, that you really couldn't because you needed to write every single day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the in the very last chapter, she mentions also uh, movement as meditation and For example, going on a walking meditation or running or biking or whatever. And that that is also very important to, I think she writes something like, if you want to get in your body of work, you first have to get in your body. Mm. This I really resonated with. And I was like, why did you wait until the very last chapter to tell us this? (laughs) Because I was really missing that kind of that bodily aspect to it. Because I do think at a certain point I was overthinking things too much because I was writing so much and reflecting so Mm -hmm. much. And I do think there is a, yeah, like at a a certain point it becomes too much. Mm -hmm. But also I think there's like in the repetition, there's a lot of power because I think at like week nine, you need to reread all your pages. And when I reread them, I wrote almost every day that I was tired. And then I noticed like, okay, 
I am tired. And I, <laughs> if I wouldn't have rep, if I wouldn't have written it down every single day, then I wouldn't have. You wouldn't have noticed. It. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have noticed it. Noticed it, and I wouldn't have seen like the importance of it. So I think for me, the repetition was necessary to notice. Okay, I need to give my body more rest, and I need to take some time off. And yeah, yeah, there is some power in the repetition as well. Yeah, and this was actually part of a pretty big revelation for you as well, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I noticed like. Okay, if I'm that tired and I write it down every day, then I need to make some real changes in my life. So now I decided to take a break from my studies, um, probably February or at this summer, I'm going to take a break. And I think that's really because of the pages, because I noticed, mm -hmm. okay, I need to make a change because it was there on paper and I couldn't go around it anymore because it was too clear. And yeah, I was sitting yeah. there right in front of you, yeah. staring you in the eye, like, hello, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Exactly. This? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that was was a really important part of the artist way. And mm. I'm really thankful for, for that lesson. And I think I wouldn't have noticed it if I didn't do the morning pages. Yeah, so. I probably wouldn't have made such drastic no, definitely um, not. choices. No. Yeah, that is really, really beautiful. I'm thinking now, what were the things for me that I really got from the morning pages? Well... So maybe maybe it's not so much about the pages itself, because I do feel that a part of me kind of dreaded it every morning. And I really love journaling as a practice, but I feel like this was too rigid for me, the structure. And it was just, well, I've said this a couple of times now, but it was a bit too much. But what I did notice in the end, and I think this is from doing the pages, from doing the tasks as well that are in the book and from reading her chapters every week, that it did bring me a lot without actually noticing. So there were a lot of things kind of happening subconsciously, which maybe you don't write on the page because writing on the page really is about like, okay, I woke up this morning, my tummy feels a bit weird. I um, had an interesting talk with that person and, oh, they had big news and da-da-da, and this is what I think about it. This is how I feel about it. And really kind of writing writing in that way. So it's less, it's less reflective. You have those reflective moments at the end of every week. But then even at the end of every week, I didn't feel like big revelations were happening. But during during this program, I did at one point decide that this is also another podcast episode, but the decision that I made to start creating my crystal grids in a different way, that decision was made during this uh, journey and being in here. And I do think that on a subconscious level, I did get the courage that I needed for that decision from reading everything that she writes, but also from reflecting and, and writing every morning and kind of really If you write something down every morning, it becomes a bit, it can become a bit annoying. And at one point you're, you also, you go like, okay, but then I should do this, you know, or if, if you keep writing like, okay, I think this is something that I want to do, or I have this inspiration, I have this plan, da, 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 da. And if you keep writing it every morning, at one point you're like, okay, but let's just do it then, right? So I did really like that part of it. I do think moving on, I will also more so be doing pages in a very intuitive way and, and less pages. So more, more like one page every morning uh, when I feel like it or at the end of my yoga practice, uh, kind of in that way. I also prefer first doing, because she says to do the morning pages first thing when you wake up. It has to be the first, very first thing that you, uh, that you do. 
This, she says, is because then the mind can't interfere yet because you don't start really thinking about it. And it's more so the subconscious mind that is writing on the pages. But I do feel that for me to immediately get in my mind first thing in the morning is not a very great start of my day. So I do, I think I prefer first doing something like yoga and then writing and then reflecting. So first getting in your body, becoming present with what is in that moment and then kind of writing it out and and looking at what's present. I don't know yeah, if that's something that resonates for you as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, that's also really beautiful that you take take like what works for uh, for you out of the program and yeah I'm actually doing the same and I'm still writing morning pages but sometimes I do them in the afternoon or sometimes I do them once a week sometimes every day and I really like feel when something comes up and something pops up and I feel like okay right now I need to write and I then I write but I don't force myself to write every morning because it just doesn't feel right for me mm. because some mornings I don't want to write I just want to be in my body and some mornings I want to write and I write like 10 pages even yeah so it feels way um way more intuitive and natural and more in flow to do it this way more feminine yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah a bit less rigid masculine yeah I um I really like doing it that way as well So kind of going on from there into the book and reading her chapters every week, because I think that was very much the thing that inspired me most, like reading. And I do like that you read one chapter every week and that you don't read it all at once, because then Mm -hmm. I do think you would get less out of it, because now you really get to read a chapter, kind of integrate it into your life, reflect on the things that are going on in your life and how that's kind of how those things coincide and how those things work together. I really, I really love the way that she writes, the way that she uses her words, that she forms her sentences. It's just a very poetic way of reading as well, which also sparks creativity. Yeah, she writes beautifully. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, do you have anything that you want to add on kind of just the chapters, reading the book? Yeah, I I think it is really beautiful book to to read and also how she uh, connects spirituality and creativity and I think that's a really beautiful way of seeing the creative process and every chapter is is really different as well so I got a lot of lessons out of the chapters and I really enjoyed reading and then integrating because you have a lot of books that give like opportunities to integrate but I never really do it yeah you don't do it no and then with this book you need to so that was for me actually like the first time that I really integrated everything in a book and it was really interesting and you get more out of the program when when you do it this way and yeah absolutely and I think some things that she writes about may not be super applicable to you, but that like mm. a lot of it was really helpful and useful yeah. uh, for me. So I think in some way we're all kind of moving through the same things and the same topics. And I think she really, she has really made a very beautiful collection of things. Yeah, and that I think that's, about. that probably not every chapter will resonate with you, but that's okay because there's a chapter for everyone in the book because that it's yeah. so div- uh, it's so diverse. So. I think, um, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I really agree. There's a chapter for everyone yeah. in the book. I, I want to quickly read just a little part so you guys have an idea of, yeah, of the way that she writes because it really is super beautiful and it's hard for us to kind of give an example right now so it's easier to read a little part. Okay, so this is 
in week 11, Recovering a Sense of Autonomy, the name of this week. And she writes, if I sabotage my artist, I can well expect an eating binge, a sex binge, a temper binge. Check the relationship between these behaviors for yourself. When we are not creating, artists are not always very normal or very nice to ourselves or to others. Creativity is oxygen for our souls. Cutting off creativity makes us savage. We react like we are being choked. There is a real rage that surfaces when we are interfered with on a level that involves picking lint off of us and fixing us up. When well-meaning parents and friends push marriage or nine to five or anything on us that doesn't evolve in a way that allows for our hearts to continue, we will react as if we are fighting for our lives. We are. Yeah, I mean, of course, I picked this part as well because it really resonates with me. And we were just talking about this before we hit record as well, that it is something that we could recognize ourselves in very much as well. For me, I am right this second, a living example of exactly what she writes about. It's been a while since I've taught any workshops. Also, I have taken a bit of a break because a lot has been happening in my life, uh, more so on a personal level as well, getting engaged, <laughs> organizing a wedding, um, but also, yeah, kind of the hustle and bustle of living in a place that's in construction and moving my studio space and so on. So, you know, like a lot has been happening and I haven't really been creating and I, ha I haven't been making, I haven't been sharing my art. I haven't been meeting any people or doing anything that inspires me or that brings that inner artist or that inner child alive. And I think Alessandro, my fiance, he said it very beautifully a while ago. He, he told me that when I get back home from a workshop, I'm a different person in that moment when he told me that, I was like, wow, okay, yeah, that, that really is it. Like, I'm a different person when I get to step into that creative zone. And I think this is recognizable for a lot of artists. Like, you were also mm -hmm. sharing that you have the same, really, that need of... Creative solitude, yeah. Yeah. I think creating is, is really meditating for artists. And mm -hmm. if you don't do it for a long time, you just get distant from yourself. And... Yeah, I really notice it when I, I don't have enough time to create. I just get grumpy or frustrated and I don't feel like myself. And then I sit down like and paint for an hour and then I'm back. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's crazy, but she describes it so perfectly. And I think a lot of artists uh, resonate with this uh, as well. Yeah. 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 And even if you are not an artist in the way of, yeah, in the way of, you know, like making paintings or whatever, but if you have something that you do that you're passionate about and that's just your your big thing yeah if you stop doing that if you don't have the space for that anymore like it changes you and I think it's always very important to and that is something that is a big focus also in the whole book throughout that you do the things that make you happy mm. and that's really we do a disservice to ourselves but also to the great creator as she says if we don't do the things that bring us happiness and if we you know, she even talks about maybe being a super successful play writer who actually just wants to write children's books, you know, and then like, please, please, please write those children's books because that's not a thought that you have for nothing, you know, like it's something that you have to pursue. Like you have a almost some kind of a obligation to go after those things if you want to be in a world that's filled with joy and happiness. And I think we 
mm. we all do. So yeah, I think it's it's so important to listen to your heart's desire and you don't have to do the typical creative stuff. Uh, like if you're a fisherman, you need to go out and on your boat and go fishing. And that's the solitude, like the creative yeah. solitude. There is no concept for creativity. It, it, it's everything and it's everywhere. So I think this book also has lessons for, for every human on this earth. And the core is always to follow what your heart desires and to yeah. make space, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, but make space to do that what your heart wants. And then you return to yourself and then you don't become a grumpy person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah then frustrated. your friends will keep liking you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I can get so grumpy. Same. I can get so frustrated <laughs> when I'm not not doing those things. And it's really kind of like your whole life is in an octave lower, you know? Like, it's kind of like your everything is just a little bit less nice and kind of the shimmer or the shine is mm -hmm. off, you know, you kind of like need to rub it. Um, yeah. You don't, I think you don't really feel that power that you hold within. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That life force energy is not flowing. Yeah. Are there any other things that we want to, want to discuss? Yeah. Maybe, maybe one uh, more important thing to talk about is like, when is a good moment to do the program? Because yeah. um, for me, I really noticed when I did the program that actually I didn't really have time for it. And of course, you can always make time. But right now, like I did two studies and the internship and I was moving and I was writing a book and it was just too much. I would have rather done it a little bit later um, that I had more space to really challenge myself in the tasks and in the artist dates and everything. Yeah. And also, I really noticed that I wasn't really blocked but I was rather burned out so really ask yourself are you blocked or are you burned out because when I when I rested then I I always returned to creating so I didn't really needed to unblock myself but I needed to rest and then return to creating so I think that was a big lesson for me and when I recommend the program I would really ask people okay do you feel blocked or do you feel burned out uh, and do you have space in this moment of your life to to start a program. Yeah, exactly. Because like the, the title or the subtitle doesn't really suggest it, but she very much focuses on the reader being blocked and kind of getting out of that creative block. And even if you're not fully, if you don't feel like you're fully blocked, but you want to kind of go past your own limitations, if you want to expand in your work, because I mean, for me, the book did that mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Yeah, but in a way, it was also like a lot of the tasks felt for me that they were tasks that weren't applicable, you know, that's that were kind of sometimes she has these things where you have to write. When I was little, when I showed art to my parents, they thought blah, blah, blah. And then you have to kind of fill in the blank and those kind of things. And some some things they felt less applicable to me as a person. But I can really imagine that if you're just starting out or if you do feel really blocked or if you have a hard time reflecting by yourself, yeah. that this book is a really beautiful tool to help in that whole process. And yeah, definitely. And if you haven't really found your, your focus yet or you want to start a new project, but you don't know what you want to start, yeah. I think that's a really great moment to start the program because you will definitely find out what your heart desires and what you want to create and what your next project will be. 
So I think yeah. that's a really beautiful time to start uh, to start the artist way. Absolutely. And also one more thing that we had talked about that we wanted to mention was that for us, we are both pretty stubborn people. <laughs> we want to do things our own way. Um, like we, we are quite similar in the way that we go about the world, which is really nice because it makes us a great team working together. But going through a program that is quite structured and that is quite rigid in the way that it's supposed to do. I also think if you would have done it by yourself, it's easier to kind of take those moments in between where you're like, okay, this week there's a pause, but because we were doing it together as well, it was kind of like, okay, we're doing it. Maybe share about your friend yeah. who... Yeah, I think you can be a bit softer with yourself in the whole program. So a friend of mine uh, is also doing the artist way and during the Christmas holidays, she was like, okay, this week is just not a good week for me to, to do the morning pages, to uh, go on an artist date. I'm just gonna pause this week and then next week I'm gonna continue. And I think that's okay. Like you can, yeah. you can do it your way. You don't have to do it hardcore and finish it in one go. You can, you can always take a break and then pick it up again. So yeah, I think that's really beautiful that she did that. And I think looking back, we could have done that some weeks as well. Like one week yeah. I was moving and it was just too chaotic. And uh, when I look back at it, it would, be, would have been really nice to, uh, to take a break. Like it's a, it's a program of 12 weeks, but you can adjust it to your desire as well. So if you just know like this week isn't going to work for me, give yourself a break. Just yeah. don't force, force too much. Yeah, I do think there's a like a trickle balance there, because if I would do that, I think it would be very hard for me to pick mm -hmm. up after not doing it for a week. So some kind of like yeah. accountability with someone else, that like even good. yeah, even if you're not doing it uh, simultaneously every single week, but you do have those check in moments of like, hey, this was my artist date this week, like we did with yeah. sending each other pictures of our artist dates. I did really like that. And I think I would, yeah, like as I said in the beginning, I wouldn't have been able to do the whole journey if, yeah, if it wasn't for that. And even if you don't have a friend that wants to do the program with you, just tell people around, like tell your parents, tell a good friend, tell your partner, like ask them to ask you about the program because yeah. then you will continue. If you know that people are going to ask about the program, I think it's easier to continue even if you take a break. Mm -hmm. uh, so don't, just do it by yourself. Or if you know that you can do it by yourself, that's fine, totally fine. But be honest with yourself and ask yourself, like, am I going to finish it if I don't tell anyone? And if that's a no, then tell people around and, and yeah, they don't have to do the program with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Create accountability buddies. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think those are the most important things. And then if you, yeah, if you are someone who, fares really well on some kind of structure, but within that structure you can play and explore a lot, then this is definitely the book for you. Yeah, so I think that we have covered everything quite extensively. And if after hearing this, you feel like this is what I need, then definitely go and get the book, get your own notebook. Don't get the A4, don't get the A4. <laughs> Um, and yeah have fun doing it don't be too rigid you know those are kind of our our takeaways but it is a beautiful journey and if you are going to embark on it please uh, write me 
on Insta. Let me know. I would love to be a part of it. And um, yeah, maybe we can share some of our favorite artist dates um, with you guys as well over Insta. So yeah, enjoy if you're going to do it. Lots of love. Thank you for tuning in and speak soon.